welcome back to another entertaining edition of the Warriors All-82 podcast. Marcus Thompson, you can describe this season many ways, but boring is not one of them. Um, and, yes. And that's good, right? Considering well, it's our we job. <laughs> I mean, yeah, last year they played 55 games, yeah. and how many do you remember? No, I mean, we went nine yes. months without Also games. true. <laughs> I just also true. Um, but, I mean, even the the 55 or what 65 games last season, I remember like seven of them had memorable moments. This, it seems like every night. We're currently talking about one of the lowest moments of the season. They just lost the second straight double-digit fourth quarter lead. They blew a 13-point lead in Orlando in eight minutes, 20 seconds because like Michael Carter Williams and Chume Okiki hit a few threes. And that was kind of a weird loss. And then this one backed up like times 10 uh, of a loss because you, first of all, you have the Steph Curry disappearing 10 seconds before the game because he's not feeling well, but it's not COVID related. And then they play one of their most inspired games of the season i thought i mean i think they only scored 15 first quarter points went down big but to climb all the way back to have a 10 point fourth quarter lead this was setting up to probably be their like i said maybe their best win of the season or one of them and then it, they melt down late and draymond green gets the double technical we can talk about where do you even want to start on this night yeah i think that's a good place like this was the fact that they were in position to win this game for me is probably enough of an encouragement to like it's it's you know it's the spoonful of sugar right to make the medicine go down. Uh, you could look at this as emblematic of a bad team that isn't going anywhere, uh, or you could look at it as a team that doesn't know how to win games yet and can can learn how to do it, but. I did once Steph was out. I was like, "Yeah, they're done." I thought Draymond was like yeah, at halftime. <laughs> at half which, time, by the way, I mean, like, yeah. we didn't so, even uh, get to talk to Draymond post game. Which, mm-hmm. yeah. but um, yeah, what was it? like? That I, was odd I that just, he just didn't that come out odd, for man. three minutes. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he had you know get taped or something. You know, maybe he had to do a number two. Who knows? But you know, he came back. I just felt like. This was one of them gutsy, kind of grinded out physical games that they want to be defined by, right? This is what Steve Kerr has been saying from the beginning. He wants this de- gritty, defensive, top 10 defensive team that can, you know, make shots when when they need to, but mostly they want to win with defense. And they kind of did it for most of the game. And then for somehow they couldn't contain Terry Rozier. And then obviously the, the, the meltdown at the end. But that, to me, I mean, just if you're looking at it from the perspective of a team kind of building, kind of growing together, first off, these losses are crucial in the West, right? These these wins that they're letting get away will come back to haunt them, right? But, I mean, I guess, I guess there, if there is a benefit, it's your three-time champion who lost composure. And you figure at some point, you know, Let's ha- He'll be smarter in let's, the end. Steph will be smarter in the let's, end. <laughs> let's have that discussion now because, uh, honestly, them losing the lead late was mostly just Terry Rozier got absurdly hot. He had a great game. Uh, Terry Rozier was 
the best player on the floor. He had a fadeaway corner three. He he hit one falling from the wing. Like he dragged Charlotte back in, and I didn't think it was bad defense. But the Warriors still have a chance late. Brad Wanamaker gets a big offensive rebound. Brad Wanamaker had his best game as a Warrior. He gets a big offensive rebound with a, what was it, 13 seconds left or so, and the Warriors are up two. And he kind of dribbles it out, and he could dribble out the clock. He's assuming a foul is coming, and a foul doesn't come. Steve Kerr says they need to stop that. Assuming yeah, fouls. Yeah. Coming, by the way, Steve Kerr out. says he was calling timeout. The referees did not reward him a timeout. Lonzo Ball ties up Wanamaker. By the way, the referees. There's a video out where you could see why the ref might not have rewarded him. I don't know. He could have been shouting it, but it didn't look like he signaled for a timeout. But he was also behind the ref, so you kind of got to run in front of the ref. You know how you see refs run on the court like timeout, timeout? Like that's probably what they need. Then the referees take about three minutes deciding if it's, uh, you know, PJ Washington or LaMelo ball to do the jump ball against Wanamaker eventually decide it's ball. Then you get a jump ball tip scramble that Gordon Hayward, like has early somewhat control over, but they're all falling to the ground. It's just a tumbling of bodies. Warriors are up two at this point. Draymond green dives in, ties it up to the point that I don't know if you like saw the slow-mo him and, Gordon Hayward are smiling at each other, like, haha, you know, great tussle, you know, veteran. And they both clearly think it's a jump ball that they're about to, you know, go at it uh, together. But the referee points at Charlotte and goes, that's, uh, you know, timeout Charlotte. Draymond Green slams the ball on the ground. I believe that's where he got the first technical. And then he gets up. I don't even know if at this point he knows he has the first technical and he starts yelling at the referees and then they quick ding him for a second technical, which not only ejects him if there was even overtime, but also give Charlotte two just back-breaking free throws. Terry Rozier steps up, hits both, hits the game winner in the corner, and all eyes are on Draymond Green. Uh, you know, they, like you said, they're emotional leader, they're veteran, the, one of the you know highest IQ players in the league. Now that you you obviously pinpoint this loss, this late game meltdown on him. He had the situation in San Antonio where he had the heave when he thought he was getting fouled. And then also, remember, he got ejected in a Knicks game earlier this season. That was a referee mistake, too, because he was yelling at James Wiseman when he already had a technical. But that probably lost them that Knicks but game. That, that, that went, yeah, that cost them. That was, that was big. So, I don't know. Take it wherever you want, but it's not a great look for Draymond. Well, well first, um, so it, looking at this video, it looks like P.J. Washington actually got the timeout because referee Mark Davis. Do you think Gordon Hayward has like the, the ball enough to even rule? You know what I mean? I I, I mean I don't think that's the thing. Enough. Like the ball can be I don't think the ball can be enough. in a scramble, and I can look at the ref and go timeout. But if my team doesn't have it, you can't award that timeout. But but there was a period where Hayward has the ball and Draymond dives to tie him up. And if you're just calling timeout like P.J. Washington was, he was just calling timeout. And then Charlotte coach, I never know how to pronounce his name. but uh, Borrego, Borrego, James Borrego. I always want to call him, uh, him Noriega. <laughs> <Okay. but laughs> I know, right? But if you are just if you just keep calling timeout, at some point during the interval where your guy has the ball, you, you actually call the timeout, right? That's, it looks, P.J. Washington was calling a timeout. Before anybody had possession, he was just like calling it, uh, and it looked like uh, Borrego, Borrego called it, like when he saw Hayward hit the ground. I don't think that was enough time. 
that's a ref thing, right? It's like it's judgment, especially if Steve yeah. was trying to call the time. Yes, it's a judgment call, but it, even still, they're up two with nine point three seconds left. So you need a stop. I mean, that's it. You're one stop from winning the game. Like, yeah, you don't like the call. You're even if Rozier hits that shot that he ended up hitting, that go that sends you to overtime. It's, a, it's yeah. overtime. Sends you to overtime. Yeah, uh, that's so Draymond. And even still, even after Draymond gets ejected, you're one stop from going to overtime. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, that's uh, they just didn't have the ability to reset and reset. Well, Rozier hit right? it. Uh, that, that's such a tough shot he hit to win it. Ah, I mean that dude. He was making every single thing. You just can't let that dude beat you. Like you just, you just can't. If you look on they, first off, he got away with a carrying violation, right? Like he was about to pull up. It was a really bad hezzy, uh, and he literally pauses for a second with the ball in his left hand. But then they switched, uh, and Toscano Anderson ended up on him. And it's like that switch was the half a step he needed. It's like, hey, you gotta, you kind of gotta, let, you kind of just gotta stay with him and let him kick that out, just because he was literally making everything he threw up. And that's what I think Steve is talking about, where they've got to get better execution. They've got to learn how to win games. This stuff is not uh, rote, right? It's not formulaic. You just kind of gotta know what you need to do in a situation. That's what winning players do. Like Brad Wanamaker, you just can't dribble to an open space and expect a timeout and get tied up. You just can't get tied up right there. Period. Uh, you know, Steve probably has to know that. Hey, we just got if we get a rebound, kind of get it organized, and we need to call a timeout, right? Like it's just those type of things. They they just all have to lock in and execute. Uh, and they just they just aren't there yet, man. And they are just not there. Maybe maybe they get there. Maybe they need to go through this to get there, but they're not there. And the last thing you expect is to do with three championships to be the one costing them games. Remember, they don't have the thirty five year old at the end of the bench, right? They don't have two OGs. They got three roster spots in the G League right now. The OGs on the team is Steph and Draymond. That is, you know who the, I mean. We've called him their assistant coach this season. He's in, that's an assistant coach essentially getting two technicals. Yep. I mean, for what he means to the team. Absolutely. Uh, he. I mean, he clearly told them, you know, that he it was his fault for doing that, and and he apologized. But like, he's just got to be the one of all the people. He's got to be the one to saying, "Yo, it's all good. We just need to get a stop, and we're gonna talk crazy after we win this." Because they could use him on defense like in that situation. So it was, it was just a really bad. And then on top of the Orlando game in a situation where they actually played incredibly well, considering like Ubre hit the game. What was supposed to be the game with a shot. I mean, think about what that would have meant to what they're building and what they're doing. And instead like they, they, they hard headed. They got to learn the hard way, right? Like my daughter, <laughs> they got it. They got. It. They need the tough lessons later. They can't learn from just the, just the, the lessons, right? They got to go through the suffering. So hopefully this is it for them. If you Steve, well, Kerr. but but pin, you know, let's focus on Draymond for a second because he doesn't need to learn a lesson. Like he's like he's a, he's the veteran. This he. He can't uh, do that, I right? Do I mean, think, I, I do think he needs to learn the lesson as the old dude on the team. Like I do, I, I mean, I know Draymond is the 
the the smart one. I know he's the guy who's been through it, but he's never been in this situation before, right? So I mean, he do he needs to learn that yo in this moment, it doesn't matter what happens. You have to be the adult in the room. You don't have Igadala anymore, right? You don't have these other dudes where you could kind of fly off. You see, Marquise Chris could barely even contain him, like. He doesn't have that. So, like, yeah, I mean, I understand, but he's got to learn this, too. Like, he is the OG on the team. He's the grizzled veteran who's supposed to be showing them exactly what they should be doing. And in the past, he's had the luxury of not having to do that, right, or not being that guy. I, I feel it's the same way with Steph. He doesn't have the luxury to not talk and to just kind of lead by example. He got to speak. He got to say something, right? He's got to... And you could see him kind of doing that, being more vocal. So I do think there is a sense of Draymond has to, he, he's got to learn like, yo, I, I can't afford to do this. Not anymore. <laughs> right. Not, that's not who we are. So let, let me ask you, you know, him very well. I know him pretty well. Um, do you think, cause he typically in, in controversial situations in his career, we've been around him through many he he typically takes I don't want to say like the victim card, but it's typically the ref. You know, I'm mad at the ref about this. He you know even the Knicks one earlier this season like that was kind of a ridiculous refereeing decision to eject him while he was yelling at Wiseman, and that was kind of the story coming out of that. Do you think how how much of him do you think tonight? And I don't know because we didn't talk to him. He did not talk to the media tonight. That needs to be noted. Really, like they're saying, he was in the locker room blaming himself for because those are that to get two T's in that situation. I mean, to call two T's from the official side was very surprising, but to get two T's, like he, uh, this is a large chunk of blame that that I would think he probably needed to tell his young teammates in the locker room, I cannot do that. Do you think he took that tack, or do you think he was like, man, can't believe the referees did that? Nah, it sounds like judging by what they said. That he 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 took the he took the former right of I can't I can't do that it like I can't let the refs be the excuse on this one yeah, that's what that's what I would guess uh, and at as, as a, a, a you know a star as a champion he's got to look at them dudes in the locker room after a loss like that and it can't be about the refs. Like he can't. On the last one, he probably had a good gripe, but in the end, they still had plenty of time to, to win the game, right? He he's got to be able to look at them. Uh, who was who it? Uh, Damian Lee said, "That's my vet." Uh, yeah, you know, like Damian Lee's been in this league a, a couple years, and he's like, "Yo, Draymond's my vet," and they need a vet. This team does not know how to win games, and they need a vet. So it don't matter what the ref did. I, I I imagine Draymond by what he told them is thinking the exact same thing. Like this team needs somebody to lead, right? They need somebody to be to teach them how to win. And tonight he he, he showed them a lesson of what not to do, without without question. Uh, it would have been I, I would have felt more convinced that that's what he was thinking if he would have took the podium. <laughs> but yeah, so I I, I was about I, well. I was about I was about to get there, and maybe that is the reason. Uh, but what matters most is what he said in the locker yeah, room, and yeah. uh, you know, even Wanamaker, Lee, Pascal, you could tell conversations were had because their answers were all like, "We're going to yeah, keep that I, in the locker room." So, it was very clear something happened in yeah. the locker room, right? They, they were like, "Yeah, we're going." But they just room. weren't going to tell us. Yeah. 
and you know, like you said, from their messaging, it did seem like he came with an apologetic tone, you know, to the team, even if he still you know has his gripes with the refereeing late. And there were some questionable decisions, including like I cannot believe they double teed him. Um, but the first regardless, seemed, he put himself the in. First team seemed incredibly foul. Like he he even looked surprised. Like you calling a team on me? The second one, I can imagine he earned because <laughs> he wasn't even near the rest. Because so of the shout, first team, he probably yeah. shouted something. Like, you know, we'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. What he, again, what he said in the locker room matters a lot more than to like what he would say to us. But we know he is a guy who loves to use us as a platform, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he wanted to say something on the Drummond thing the other night, and he clearly had like chatted it up with Drummond during the, the game. And he purposely decided, I'm going to go to the podium. I am going to say, you know, we didn't even ask him about the Drummond situation. He, it was like something about his assist total. And then he's like, I got something I want to say. And he went right to the Drummond thing, three minutes. And then later that night, he's on Instagram posting his video, reposting, you know, here's, here's me at the podium. You know, I mean, he, he, he knows how to use the machine. And we're part of that machine. I was sitting there waiting for him post game. Did I, I was like, I don't think he's going to come. He skipped out on losses this season, a few. Um, some he's talked. He talked yesterday after the bad one in Orlando. But I was like, I, because of the way they're talking, I thought there was a chance he was going to come to the podium. And whatever message he delivered to the team, I thought he was going to deliver publicly. Right? You know, and within that, he can criticize the referees, but still take some sort of blame. You know, I was just surprised he didn't even show. Now, again, the the locker room may not care. What matters is what he said in there. But I just thought he was going to use the podium to uh you know absorb the mistake yeah i mean i don't think he ever talks after that situation i could imagine the warriors are like yeah never mind like they don't want him to go up there and say something so that could be the case um yeah i just uh, if he would have done if he would have got to the podium draymond can definitely self-reflect and he doesn't duck he doesn't hide like when he's wrong he says it you know, it's one of the admiral qualities about him. Like he doesn't, you know, he he will own his stuff. So we would have known far more about where he is mentally if he would have taken a podium. Either way, right? Whether he was blaming the refs or whether he was owning it. You know what else? Yeah. If this was just a normal time, he wouldn't have even needed to talk. We would have got a five by just going in the locker room. And if he's, you know, oh, yeah. Has wants nothing to do with them. If he's in the corner, if he's jetting out with a smoothie, he doesn't want to talk to anyone. Like that's color too. We don't know because we're sitting there waiting, looking at, staring at a Zoom call. We don't even know where he is in the building. You know. Anyway, sorry, that's a little mini rant on the fact that we're covering stuff from our, you know, living rooms. At Nobody this point. cares Go about ahead. our struggles. Nobody cares about our. Plight. They, they probably would have got a little bit better reporting tonight. Right? Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. would rather the info. If I was in Charlotte tonight, I might have been a you know, been able to put out a little bit better reporting, but, um, yeah, look again, For someone I, who's not pass- scoring either. Like he kind of needs to be the leader, right? He can't be a detriment on offense and a detriment in leadership. So like, this is another way, like if the, the, he get, it's okay. 
in many ways that Draymond isn't giving you 15 points a game because he's giving you all this other stuff. One of the all the other stuff is leadership. So this is his role on the team, right? And I, I if I know Draymond, he understands that, and he probably wishes he had that back. Yeah. So let's get past the Draymond situation. Mistake. Bad loss. They're 16 and 15 when they should be 18 and 13. But they played a good game. Uh, I thought Wanamaker defended Lonzo or LaMelo Ball really well. LaMelo Ball did not have a good game. I thought Ubre has had, Ubre has just been a really good NBA player in February. Again tonight, you mentioned, and he almost had the game winner. Draymond hit a big three down the stretch. I think they turned Charlotte over maybe 24 times, 25 times, like right around an NBA season high. Every single, all nine of Charlotte's players who who were on the court tonight had multiple turnovers. They were just powerful and in passing lanes, tipping balls. Wanamaker picked LaMelo's cookies and took it coast to coast at one point. Like this, for a team that has not been good without Steph Curry on the court lately, for him to leave five seconds before the game started and then for them to basically win the game, should have won the game, like there was good that came of this besides the fact that they got the no loss. No question, right? Like I, that's the part where it's like even though it's tough to swallow, even though 16 and 15 is – I mean 16 and 15 compared to 18 and 14 feels like two miles away in this season, right? It feels like a huge difference even though it's only only two games, was it? No, it would have been. Was it? Was it eighteen and thirteen? It would be eighteen and thirteen. Yeah, 18 I 13 I actually tweeted it wrong. 15. It would have been eighteen and thirteen. Like man, that's yeah. dude. That's a big difference. That's huge in this Western. That could be two. That that could be two seeds by the end of the season. Yes, you know that could be the difference between fifth seed and seventh, sixth seed and ninth. Like that's like, just that, the West. That feels like two miles apart. But I mean, if you're Steve Kerr, you got to be thinking. If we just figure this part out, we're gonna be pretty dangerous. Like if we if we can defend like that, if we got this kind of grit and grind, and we got Steph, and we got like Ubre like playing, and, and Wiggins like contributing like consistently on offense, like you gotta be feeling like this team is dangerous, right? Maybe obviously they're not gonna win a championship, but you gotta be feeling that way. This is actually a pretty good sign, all things considered. Uh, teams just got to learn how to win. Like, it's just not, it doesn't come naturally. It's not, it's not easy. You just have to learn how to, to win in the NBA, like period, bottom line. And, you know, as you can see, Charlotte needs to learn too, right? <laughs> they did some things to, they did some things tonight where it's like, they don't want to win this game either. So, uh, if, if you are away in the two, you could say, yeah, the Warriors are better than Charlotte. I mean, that's not saying that much, but that those type of things matter. I do think, I do think Steve Kerr and his big picture approach to things feels good about this game. They just have to learn what to do in the final minutes of a game, right? Period. Like Brad Wanamaker missing a free throw, right? It's like, bruh, you're a 90% shooter. You just got to make both like period. That's the way it goes. Uh, that, you know, you start, you start to see some of some things come together but it's just the clutchness. It's just the no. It's the execution down the stretch. Uh, can they fix it in time to really be a force? You know, I guess that's what we'll find out. But it's definitely pretty good, uh, considering all things. 
official pool report just came out. His first technical foul was assessed when he directed profanity at his opponent. He was assessed his first technical foul for verbally taunting an opponent. He then proceeded to direct screaming profanity at a game official and received his technical foul and was ejected as per rule. And then they, the referees backed up both of their jump or the jump ball decision on the original tie-up. It says, was prior to Kerr requesting the timeout. And the second one, it says, P.J. Washington requested timeout and Gordon Hayward had clear and sole possession of the ball. Yeah, see, P.J. Washington just kept calling timeout. It was like the ball was tipped and it went towards the Charlotte player and it was a scrum and the whole time he was just calling timeout. So... Like in that second, in that little second between where they, that Gordon Hayward had the ball, he was just he just kept calling timeout, so he ended up getting it. I wonder why they said did they did they recognize did they say Curse came too late or they didn't see it? Where where is this? They said pro- prior. It's just was tweeted out by the NBA's official oh, okay. account. I was checking my email. Pri- prior to it says prior to Kerr requesting the timeout. Ah, yeah. Well, you knew they had to explain it, right? They definitely had to say yeah. something because it was a, it, it was a pretty sketchy ending. Did they did they adjust yeah. the uh, the carrying on? Uh, no, no. That'll be that'll no. be on a two minute report. At this point, moving past. I mean, moving past Saturday, somewhat. I I'm curious about this Curry situation. I mean, what was your read on that? The fa- I, you know, he's in Charlotte. He clearly wants to push to play in this game. I Right when I saw it, I was thinking, like, celebrating taking him off because of health and safety protocols. It felt a little Durant-like thought, from, yeah, uh, yeah a, c- a couple weeks ago. But I was immediately told, no, it's not health and safety protocols. It just doesn't feel good. They think he can maybe play Tuesday. They'll see how he feels in the next couple of days. What was your read? I, I thought it was something serious. Like, Steph not playing in Charlotte, <laughs> that's a pretty big deal, right? Uh yeah, I just I just really thought that like uh oh this this can't be good because he loves playing in Charlotte, you know he loves playing in front of his dad. Is his dad there though? Are they? Yeah, 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 yeah. What, I uh, I I talked to his dad the other day. I actually, have a Q and A up on the site. The they do home and road. Oh, wow. Where yeah, I was really surprised about. It. I thought he just did home. He's like, no, they've been going. I think they're going to be in. San, he'll be in San Francisco on uh, Friday because there's a rematch, which should be fun because. Steph presumably should play. Lamelo and Wiseman should be back. So, so yeah, I thought it was a pretty big deal that Steph didn't play in Charlotte in front of his dad. Like, uh, but I don't know. I, I kind of was disalarmed by like you know asking questions from people, just like reaching out. Like nobody seemed alarmed by it. You yeah, know. Kerr wasn't post game. Yeah. I mean, they're already saying that if he feels okay, he'll play Tuesday. And and sounds like Wiseman and. Looney are probably going to play Tuesday against the Knicks and the Pacers Wednesday. They're, they've kind of figured a lot of stuff out with all this small stuff. And and now, I mean, you're going to add, inject two centers back into this mix. I think we're going to have a probably deeper talk about all this on the Warriors plus minus that we'll do earlier this yeah, week, probably yeah, Monday. We got a Monday. lot to discuss. We got a lot to discuss. We do. We yeah. do. We do. So let's not get too much into that. Any Anything else from this night? Eric Pascal just going at P.J. Washington. I mean, that funny thing is, like, we would have built this as, like, number two against number three. Well, that didn't play out. But this Eric Pascal, like, lifelong draft disc that P.J. Washington went over him. Yeah, like, P.J. Washington is just going to be a bullseye. That's the – Have a bullseye on him. 
every time he played. That's the best Pascal's looked in weeks. They need P.J. Washington in the building every night. For yeah, they need, that's what they need to figure out. Huh? Just put P.J. Washington jersey on people. Uh, he, he just clearly has a thing for playing this dude. And it works, too. Like It's not like he's forcing anything that's not working. It's a matchup that he clearly wins. So <laughs> it's very interesting to watch. I also think, man, I don't think this night could pass without a hat tip to Kelly Oubre. Because we talk about no Steph. Uh, he he was really good. He was really good. And he's been pretty good lately. So, But the shot he hit at the end, which was, which was the presumed game winner... Uh, some of the buckets he came up with were huge. Like it was a pretty, it was a good night for Uber. I don't even know what he finished with, but just watching the game, it was like, wow, they got they got good Ubre at a time they really needed it. And I don't think that's not nothing. I think that's actually pretty good. I agree. You got any uh, Lamelo Ball thoughts? I mean, this might have been Lamelo's worst game of the season. Because he's been, I've watched a good amount of Hornets. Yeah, he's I been pretty steadily. He's been pretty steadily like good to average. And then tonight, I mean, he had a couple nice like late third quarter moments. But overall, I mean, it's bad night for him. Yeah, he he looked like he lost his aggression a little bit. I thought the ball was out of his hands quite a bit more than normal. It felt like uh, maybe that maybe that was it. But I mean, Terry was going though, man. He was just. He was going. Terry Rozier was an 8 of 11 for 3. So uh, there was a moment there where it felt like LaMelo was just going to, like, take control of the game, like, just start making plays. And then, you know, Charlotte did the Charlotte thing. But, yeah, he just he didn't feel like he was in a good rhythm. Warriors played good defense on him. Uh, they The Warriors are actually good on defense, and you have to be good on offense to – beat them now you could cook them right like they do they do some regular stuff that burns them like they always leave the corner guy open and if you got a mid-range you can kind of you can kind of take advantage of them in that way because they're good protecting collapsing on the basket and they're pretty good covering the three most times but mid-range is wide open but if you can't if you're like a uh, whatever player kind of average and you can't you can only do what you can do, and if and you got to do a counter or you got to do something else, the Warriors will prey on you. So I do feel like a lot of his struggles was because the Warriors had a pretty good game plan for him, uh, and Terry Rozier was rolling. <laughs> like that dude was just yo, he was nuts. Twenty in the fourth. That's the second time this year. That's what it was. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, hey, tip your hat to Terry Rozier. Scary Terry. Buddy. Oh, he yes. Yes. I mean, besides the controversial last 10 seconds and how that meltdown played out, like Charlotte just kind of won. Well, not even Charlotte. Rogier just came and stole the game. Like, yeah, he it was really to, difficult. He, he could have got so. four-point plays on two of those threes. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, Oubre crashed into yeah, him twice. Yeah, he, could, he definitely could have got, <laughs> got four-point plays on right. two of those. All right, cool. Appreciate you coming on. Two off days for the Warriors. We will have a Warriors plus minus podcast, I believe, before um, the be next Monday. Tuesday's game against the Knicks. So, uh, make sure, All right. man, be safe out there. Go to you know, don't don't uh don't stay out too late. You know, you still got to fly to New. Oh, that's right. You ain't traveling. Oh, my fault. I was gonna tell you to be careful Zoom. out there in the Charlotte streets. <laughs> <laughs> Zoom life. I mean, Curry got sick somehow. I don't know. I don't yeah, know what. Curry was playing. Right. That's what he was doing. Hometown.
Hometown, All right. baby. We will All talk right. early next week.